That's the podcast coach for September 24th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. And joining me right over there, the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. A little different environment this morning. I'm back on campus at Gallup. We're We've got a program going on, and so I've got some students learning some software development fundamentals. And uh, so I'm in, the, I'm in the studio, which I haven't done a lot of studio. It's been a while since we've done this. You know. Well, what's interesting is you have a gallop on your shirt, and then the the blackboard is that a blackboard? No, behind you? it's just one of those background. You know that we've these big uh, sheets of. Whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because it has Gallup as well. So for a second, it almost looked like you were in the wall. Mm. Like somehow you were. <laughs> yeah, could the, the words continue. Ooh, it does line up perfectly. <laughs> like Jim is invisible. Somehow he's been trapped it's a green, in a wall. It's a green screen. I Actually, I kind of wish now I'd have made him do green screen, but but they this is what we want. This printed, we can change it any anytime we want type. Oh, nice. So, yeah, nice little background. Good, good to be. The big thanks to Gallup for letting me do this you know, hobby, uh, work. This is not technically Gallup work. I wouldn't necessarily, but I was, since I was in the office, they let me do this. So thanks to Gallup for doing that. Very cool. Now you don't have your coffee with you. Well, uh, you know, yeah. look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm getting all out of sync already. See, no, it's, it's throwing me. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. Hey, let's here. We'll, we'll pretend we'll do the pour. We'll pretend. There oh, we go. Cause you can't miss the sound. <laughs> of course that, uh, that, uh, invisible coffee pour is uh, brought to you by Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you need something to look great. So let's say you need artwork for your podcast. Perfect. He's got it handled. What if you want, I don't know, a lead magnet? Perfect. What if you need, look at your website. I was at a website last night that was absolutely horrendous. I believe it was uh, soundslikeacult.com that I was just like, ooh. Now, on one hand, they have a website. We're going to talk about websites here in a bit. But uh, Mark could easily uh, help them a lot. And so the great thing about it is Mark is a podcaster, so that's always helpful. You don't have to explain that it's like a radio thing, but it's the Internet. Nope, Mark gets it. And he's also an award-winning graphic artist. So he's going to sit down with you one-on-one to figure out what kind of brand, what kind of image you want to portray to your audience. And the beautiful thing is uh, he's going to make you look great because, remember, they see you way before they hear you. So check him out, podcastbranding.co. Tell him Dave and Jim sent you. I still have coffee. Big thanks to <laughs> Dan LeFebvre over there based on a true story podcast.com. If you need a you're looking for something interesting. If you want to know a movie based on a true story is actually based on the true story. He's got uh, over 200 episodes over there uh, based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. I swung by Dave. I swung by Starbucks this morning and got a venti cup of coffee and then poured it into the mug. Cause I knew I had to have the mug. I can't, I can't do a podcast without the mug. So it's right. poured it in. I'm good. They don't, they don't make coffee here on the weekends and I can't brew any here. So I was kind of, I was kind of <laughs> stuck. I needed, I guess I could have maybe gotten like a Panera box, something like that. But, but we got it done one way or another. We got it done. 
Well, we're going to talk a little websites this morning um, because, first of all, Apple is saying, hey, make sure you have a website in your whatever your media host is. So if it's Libsyn, Captivate, Buzzsprout, et cetera. And one of the things that uh, we're going to tie some things together because a lot of times people don't know that when you sign up for most of these accounts, they give you a website. So that's already there because your media host doesn't know what your website is. So first of all, if the goal is to drive traffic to your website, put your website in your media host because I'm amazed at how many people do that. But the other thing I want to tie this into is I get this question a lot, uh, and that is, hey, I submitted my show to insert directory here, you know, Apple, Spotify, whatever, and I can't find it. And at Libsyn, when you submit your show to Spotify, we get your direct link. We can, even though you're not in it, we get a direct link because you're not showing up in search. So this person really should have been coming up in search. And I was like, well, that's weird. Cause I see, I have a link to their show on Spotify. So I reached out to Spotify. Now I'm mentioning Spotify here. This could have easily been Apple or any other directory, but here's what they said. If you're unable to see your show or episode in search results, and you can visit the show episode via an open link, meaning the one I got on the client, meaning, you know, in this case, Spotify, it may be due to the lack of data or analytics required to bring your listing to the top of the search results. So think about this. There's like 4 million podcasts. They can't show 4 million in the results. So they're only showing those that, that match. Um, this is usually the case for new content in indexing as there can be a lot of results populated within the search on the client, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to just translate that. On one hand, you're not showing up in the results because you don't have enough followers. And of course, you're going to say, yeah, but how can I get followers if <laughs> if, I can, if I'm not coming up in the search? And this is where your website really comes into play. And that is uh, put a link to Apple and Spotify and Google and Amazon on your website. Now, why should you do that? Because number one, it reinforces your brand. So instead of saying, go to, you know, find me wherever find podcasts are sold, you go, no, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow, and that will take you there. So it reinforces your brand. You you eliminate your audience having to find you because I do a show called the Podcast Rodeo Show. It doesn't come up because it has the word podcast and show in it. So the only thing I'm going to rank for is uh, rodeo. And you got to, in some cases, in some apps, you have to search for Dave Jackson for that to come up. Hence, horrible name for that show. Uh, and, and the third one is, if your audience is telling their friends about it, and they go, oh, here's a link, and they put a link on their website or their blog or whatever, that might boost your SEO. So uh, just a couple reasons why you need your own website, um, you know, and, and make it easy to remember, like the average guy.tv, right? Instead of... Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's Jim dot uh, free service dot slash. Yeah. yeah. Do you think uh, ask the podcast coach dot com is too long? Like, you know, we didn't start this show to necessarily optimize SEO. Right. But yeah, let's let's do some self-evaluation on that. If you were to give some advice to someone else who had asked the podcast coach dot com, is that too long? The only thing this is why I would give myself a pass is all those words are easy to spell. That's the only reason I would go, but it's, it's a, it's a mouthful. You know, we got the in there, you know, 
Um, it makes sense though. You know, we're, we're teaching people to create passwords with long phrases, right? right. And, and you use, so to say, ask the podcastcoach.com, it's the name of the show. I think it get, could get a little confusing if we had, say we were the name of the show is ask the podcast coach, but we got ask the coach.com. Like right. then I think, cause you know, like, oh, well it's shorter. Yeah, but it's not the brand, right? I think this is one of those situations where maybe longer is better than shorter because it sticks to the brand. And we say ask the podcast coach all the time. So I think it can work and they're not words yeah. that are hard to, hard to spell either. Right. I yeah. Mean, well, the other thing I always hate to see is people go, oh, just go to ATPC.com, which I don't own. But yeah. then you're like, wait, what's, what was that again? ATBC? No, right. ATP. P is in podcast. And it's like, uh, you know, yeah. ask the podcast coach. You're like, why didn't you just say ask the podcast coach? The podcast. Com, right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And then the, I had somebody else that they th- thought, which I guess, you know, it, it, hey, if I got a website from my media host, I have to use that. Like, that's why you gave it to me. And I'm like, no, we give it to you because you might not have your own website. And their goal was to drive traffic to their website. And I, so all, every episode was directing back to uh, the media host. And I was like, no, if the, if the goal is to, you know, drive traffic to your website, number one, you can delete the one from your media host. Now that's, that's up for debate because some people are like, well, on one hand, if I have two websites promoting my podcast, then I've got, you know, two, two irons in the fire promoting me. And I'm like, yeah, I guess as long as you got a, your, your call to action in your show description or on that website. Uh, but it, so for me, I always say a podcast is like a, just think of it like a blog post with a player in it, but behind the scenes, you've got that whole syndication thing. And then, uh, you know, just put your show description on your website. And and I also see this a lot where people will take, you know, all the different media hosts have a way where you can, can get just like a big giant box of like five episodes and you just stick it on your website and it updates automatically. You get absolutely zero SEO for that because behind the scenes, that's not even on your website. It's on, it's on the media host. So write up your description on your website. That'll help you get some traffic and then just smack your player in there and you're good to go. And then I always love, you know, having a, a link there on your website to, uh, you know, make it easy to, to get to. So something like a, you know, I'm sure I asked the podcast coach.com slash follow. I'm going to guess I probably have set up something so that you don't have to go even, even just saying fine. It's on my website. No, make it super easy to, find you on your website by going, Oh, it's, you know, ask the podcast slash subscribe or slash follower or whatever we had, you know, so you can, you can use both websites. Just realize that by default, um, you know, there, and Mark is, did I get the links wrong, but it's the one and only, and he's, are you in Florida? No, he's in the car or he's yeah. flying one of the two. Yeah. He could be, like, <laughs> that could be a Cessna he's in right now. <laughs> hey guys. The one that, Mark, Saturday how are you? Good, good. Um, I'm calling in today, not as Mark from podcastbranding.co. I'm okay. not calling in as Mark from resourcefuldesigner.com, although I would like to say that I just recently published episode 300, and on September 30th, I'm celebrating seven years of that podcast. No, where's my applause button? <laughs> I had one, dog. There, there we go. 
too many orange buttons. There you go. Now, I want to call in as Mark from Solo Talk Media today and talk okay. to you about podcast monetization. Okay. Uh, to the man who wrote the book on it. Um, I launched Solo Talk Media. That's how I got into podcasting. I launched it in 2013. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, it's a network that I created with one show to begin, and I do TV fan show podcasts. Okay. Um, ever since I started that, I had a website, and on the website, I had a support page with, uh, uh, I've only done PayPal donation button, and uh, they can either do a one time donation or a monthly donation. In the nine years that I've been doing podcasts with Solo Talk Media, um, I've made probably somewhere between eight and nine hundred dollars over a course of nine years with people sending one time donation. I had a few people that did like five dollars monthly for a year and that sort of stuff. Now, during all that time, my call to action was always that, you know, um, something along the lines of, you know, uh, if you're enjoying what I'm doing, you know, this podcast, I put a lot of effort into it. Uh, if you don't know that, you know, I do this podcast during the TV show season, which may only be 10 weeks, but I still have to pay for this podcast and pay for website hosting and all that beyond this for the rest of the year. And if you would like to help offset some of those costs and support the show, then you can visit solotalkmedia.com slash support. Um, so it was always something along the way. Help, help me pay for the podcast while the podcast is not running. And as I said, I've gotten between eight and $900 over the course of nine years. Then a couple of weeks ago or a month or so ago, I heard somebody, and for all I know, Dave, this might have come from you because I really don't remember where I heard it. Somebody said that you should not ask people to support the show. You should instead ask them to give back. So when I recently, four weeks ago, I launched a new show, uh, the Rings of Power podcast, Tales from Middle Earth, which is about the Amazon TV show, The Rings of Power. And I launched that four weeks ago, and I changed my call to action to simply be, Solo Talk Media is a listener-supported uh, community. If you find value in what you're listening, if this podcast is entertaining you, if you like what I do and you would like to give back, visit solotalkmedia.com support. So that's my call to action now. In four weeks, I've received $425 in support. Hmm. Hmm. So I, I went, I stopped asking them to support the show and help me like, you know, financially cover the show to just, if you like what I'm doing and you want to give back to me. And I, you know, I, I've got half the amount that I collected in nine years mm. in, in four weeks. Mm. Now with some context, I'm getting in those four weeks, I'm getting about a thousand downloads per episode. Uh, because my previous podcast, a lot of people followed me over and I was getting a lot, like some of those podcasts, I was getting close to 10,000, uh, mm. downloads per episode. So I have so far right now, I'm about the 1000 per episode mark to give you some context with that. But, uh, I thought I'd share that, that, you know, just changing my call to action to, you know, if, if you'd like to give back as opposed yeah, I, to support the show. I, uh, I think there's two things that, that help that work. One is if you're getting value from this, so it makes them kind of reflect like, Hey, this was cool. This was a cool podcast. Can you give some of that back? I think that, I think for me, the difference between the two and, and depending on how you do it, and I'm not saying you did this, but I've heard people give the other kind of approach like, Hey, this is expensive and I'm working hard. And you sound a little bit like a, you, you, there's the, uh, a potential there to sound like a whiner, yeah. which you're not. But you're kind of like, hey, I'm working hard and I'm not making any money and you should be helping me where the other one is more like, hey, if you like this show and you're getting value from it, how about giving some of that back? 
I, I, I don't know. What do you think, Jim? I, I, you look deep in thought. Yeah, no, Mark. Um, so are you saying just that term support the show isn't as effective as asking them to give back? Is that is that I the think, fundamental switch? Well, that's I, and I wish I could remember where I heard that from, but I don't know if I read it or if I heard it on a podcast. But somebody said that just psychologically people are more inclined to give back to something they like than to support something. Uh, mm. Support has some other connotations to it where okay. just giving back, people are saying like, yeah, you know, I like what Mark's doing. You know, I'll, mm. I'll give back to him. Here's, here's $25. Here's $10. Here's $5. Yeah. Uh, and so my forth. guess, my guess is you heard that from Jen Briney. Cause I know if you want to see Mark's work, congressional dish.com, maybe not. Well, I, I honestly, I don't listen to Jen because I'm Canadian. Yes, you're, so good point. She is one of my clients. Wait a minute. I, I, U.S. I, I, politics I, aren't appropriate in Canada? What the? Come on, Mark. So, I thought yeah, they I, were good I everywhere. I love Jed to death. I love Jed to death. She's <laughs> yeah. a great person, all that, but I don't listen to her show. Yeah. Um, Daniel says that gift, it's a gift versus donate study, was on nonprofits, but they didn't study other words like give or support. Um, there was a... a uh, Daniel had a Twitter thread about it. So there you go. You know, it might've been from Daniel. I heard it though. So. Mark, uh, last week, I didn't do a show this week, but last week at the end of the show, I did an extended call out for our Patreon, you know, for, for my Patreon account and a listener who had been part of the show for, I don't know, six months, you know, it kind of toned it down a little bit and was just like, if you want to, and I use the word support. So I, I may, I may take you up on this and say, if you want to give back, see, see what that does to the audience. Cause I can flip that switch, you know, just right away and do it. But we just did an extended call out to it. And immediately uh, I got, you know, somebody signed up for, for Patreon right there at the end of the show. And it was just because I maybe gave it a little more time too, or maybe cause I emphasized it. I, I, I don't know. I think that's one of those things. Sometimes it's hard to study, but Definitely talk longer about it. And I think it, he, he just thought, well, it's time I do this. I've been listening for a while. So I like your thinking on this, and I'm, I'm going to test it. I'm going to go into my script and change support to give back. Yeah. Just see what, other, it, see what it does. Yeah, the other thing I just want to mention is I, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. So I basically start off saying, you know, welcome. I'm your host, Mark Dakota. Yo, da, da. Before I go anywhere else, just want to remind you that Solo Talk Media is a listener-supported community. So I start off the show with that. And it's very, very quickly said. And then as I'm ending the show, I basically said, you know, thank you very much. That's uh, all we have for, for this week. Uh, before I go, I just want to remind you one more time that Solo Talk Media is a listener-supported show. So I'm reminding people at the end of the episode as yeah, well. Yeah, right, right. So, and I, I do the same, same as you. I mentioned at the beginning, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. And I'm using, even using that word support in that. And then at the end, we say, you know, if you want to support the show, you can head over yeah. to theaveragegad.tv slash Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I know that, uh, that a lot of people say like, you know, the end of the show, many people drop off there, but I've got the type of podcast that most people, like if I look at the consumption rates, most people yeah. watch or listen right through to the end, just for the nature of the podcast. So I'm lucky in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So. Dan says this, this sounds like the value for value initiative. Kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Same wording. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I just want to say, you know, yeah. the, dif the difference of, you know, making $800 in nine years, as opposed to making $425 in four weeks. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to keep going with it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Keep us posted on that, Mark. I'd, I'd love to see if that, cause at that run rate in another month, you should have, you should have matched to your eight year total. And then well, it will be interesting to see, like, does that continue? Does that change the, 
you know, does that change it for your audience? And no, knowing those are all things are specific to the audience, you know, yeah. maybe that's just that the, the group of people who listen to that TV show, it just resonates yeah. with them. Do you have any demographic? Yeah. Did you, do you get any demographic on that? Do you know? Uh, I don't, but I can okay. tell you that a lot of the donations, like not everyone put a message in with their donation, but the, the, uh, some that did have said that, you know, I've been a long time listener. I've listened to your previous podcasts and, you know, I've decided that uh, now it's time I'd like to, to give back to you. Um, so most of the ones who left a message had something along that lines. Like I listened to the expanse podcast or I listened to your killjoys podcast or your from black podcast. And, and, you know, uh, I've always, you know, liked what you did and, you know, here's a little bit to help you. So, um, along those lines. So it's not like it's a brand new show and all of a sudden people are like, Oh, I lo- I'm loving this show. A lot of it is what I've built up over, you know, nine years of podcasting mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Co- Coach Dave asks you a question, Mark, in this, he says, I wonder how much of Mark's delivery and energy level with the new message makes up some of that difference. Do you feel like you delivered that differently, changing it from support to, to, um, I I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, the thing is, is when I used to ask for the support, it would go a lot longer because I would explain that, you know, I have to pay for the podcast hosting. I have to pay for website. So there's a lot more. Now it's just, you know, if you like what I'm doing, if you're getting value, if you're being entertained and you want to give back, here's the link. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. It's, you know, 20, 20 seconds. If that. Yeah. It's a good, that's a good way of saying it. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to rip that off. By all means. I'll I'll, I'll practice that because it's a good, it's a good, I think it's a good way to say it. And it's less than, it's less begging. Dave, you, you said it here just a second ago. It's less begging and more. And you're not trying to guilt people into it. Hey, they know this is expensive. We don't need to tell them that anymore. Yeah. I think, hey, if you, if they've gotten value out of this, uh, we got a way for you to give back. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's it. We're, like we're going to bring up uh, Chris Nessie, who wants to from uh, House of Ed Tech. Who's uh, can you can to you stay on, on Mark? This conversation. Can you stay on for a little uh, bit? No, or you got to go? I've got just another like two three minutes, and then All that's right. it. Stay on okay. and then drop when you need to. Okay. Hey, Chris. what's going on, guys? Happy Saturday. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Saturday. Great. Uh, Well, first, my new thing is I'm only allowed to watch this program live if I'm out here in the garage riding the bike. So (laughs) I'm learning and getting smaller. Good Good motivation. (laughs) Good motivation. Yes. Um, So I heard what Mark was saying, and I just sort of want to echo a lot of that, that, you know, my show is geared towards teachers and teachers aren't always willing to spend their hard earned dollars on things like a podcast that they enjoy. But I've also started framing it, I'd say within the last year, using Patreon uh, as, you know, if you're getting value from what I'm doing, because it takes me time to find the guests, do what I do in my show. You know, if you're getting value and you'd like to be a financial supporter, um, you know, here's how you can do it. And, you know, I talk about it at the end because I feel like I heard somewhere, Dave, say, you know, don't ask for money up front because you haven't given them any value yet, especially if you're getting, you know, new listeners. So I, my approach is I wait till the end and I mention, you know, and Dave, I, I, I steal and I also use the term awesome supporter. And, you know, I just mentioned that it's powered through Patreon. And, you know, if you want to give back, you know, here's how you can do it. And I shout out all of my awesome supporters, which, again, I learned from a wise podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what I did here at the end of the summer going into the new school year was I said, you know, still going with that if you're getting value. And then I said, you know, if you become an awesome supporter by September 1st, you know, I'll put together a little, you know, podcast swag pack stickers, sweatshirt, mug, whatever. 
and send you a little swag pack. So I was able to get a couple of new awesome supporters who now will hopefully continue on supporting me on a uh, episode by episode basis. I like that idea. Hmm, Very cool. I have to head off. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks Thanks for jumping in. That's a great tip. Bye. Chris, have you seen, so if you were like, have you seen Mark, you know, so say I changed this and this changed. If Have you seen anything in the last year where you've made a change and it's, it's made a difference uh, in, in support levels or anything like that? Support levels. Yes. I've, I've had a couple of people increase their support. Hmm. Um, I also, again, using Patreon, I eliminated probably maybe two years ago, I eliminated the dollar level. So I started yes. at, at $2 um, and I've been debating I'd, maybe I'd whack next that year. that as well. I've been debating five. maybe <laughs> dropping and making the minimum five or three. Yeah. Um, but I've had some who changed their level in the last couple of years. And just by changing the language a couple of years ago to if you're getting value to getting a couple more. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to retire off of my Patreon supporters, but it certainly helps to, you know, pay for PodPage and pay for Libsyn and, you know, all those different things that, you know, could I pay for it myself? Yes, but it's nice to have the support of the listeners. Don't you think, like, for infrastructure, I, I'm I'm actually, you know, I, I listen to a podcast and he says, help us keep the lights on. And I was like, you know, if you're going into podcasting, aren't you expected to pay for some of those things now it's nice like the give that's why i like where where mark's going with this if you want to give back and not make it about paying the bills right make it about like i think as a business owner if i'm doing this in 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 whether it's hobby or you know we don't need to get into that argument but um (laughs) you said the h word man (laughs) you know regardless of why you're doing it i think the listener just kind of expects yeah if you're in this you're covering the costs now if I'm getting entertainment from it, if I'm getting uh, education from it, if I'm getting that value and I want to give back, that's why I think this is brilliant um, that that Mark is saying. Then it makes sense. Yeah. You're kind of like, Oh yeah, I do. I am getting value out of this thing. And as opposed to helping you pay your bills, you know? Well, I mean, when I first started, you know, I I think I was talking about, you know, and and I've been using awesome supporter the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, when I first started promoting that, Yes, it was a little awkward to ask, but then I got the first one. And for a long time, I only had one. And that person got their shout out. They're still with me, you know, as, as my nice. longtime supporter. And, you know, it just took one. And, you know, it's, you know, I ask. And again, it, it was that shift of, I used to do that whole infrastructure thing. But now it's, you know, hearing all about this value for value. You know, I'm not ready to take the steps and, you know, start doing boostergrams and, you know, accepting <laughs> cryptocurrency for what I do. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Dave, on that, I, I did follow your video a couple of weeks ago that you put out on YouTube about how to set that up. I forget the service, but I went and followed the uh, video, set that up. Um, so it's there. <laughs> Albi. Albi, yes. The, uh, and now they, they created a thing that shows you a dashboard so you can see how much. It's really weird because some people will give you like two Satoshis a minute. And when you do the math on that, like, Oh, they just paid me three cents. So it's, it's an interesting thing, but that's the joy of Bitcoin and that whole nine yards. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's one of the biggest challenges with that is that if I donate, like one of the uh, people are taking all sorts of numbers, like two, 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 
looks like a bunch of ducks in a way, you know, well, that's like 87 cents or something like that. And 2112 is a famous album from Rush. And that's like, you know, a dollar six or something like that. So it sounds like, like, wow, I gave you 2000 Satoshis. And it's like, yeah, that's 75 cents. So, you know, which I know I'll take 75 cents, but, uh, you mentioned that. So I I remember, I think on the, on new media show this week, uh, yeah, they were talking about, you know, if you give us if you hit a certain level, we'll send you some stickers. And I quick did the math in my head and I'm like, yeah, that many Satoshis is probably the the cost of a sticker. (laughs) Yeah. It's about it. So, Awesome. Anything else, Chris? If that, not, we'll let you get back to the I bike, had. man. I, I got to keep pedaling, and I uh, just want to let people know that if you want to get people to support, they won't support you if they don't know that they can. So come up with your way there to you ask. Right and on. your website is? ChrisNessie.com. There you go. And Chris is C-H-R-I-S. There we yes, go. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Guys. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Chris. We'll Appreciate it. Dave, I got a question for you around this. Right. So I we part of, and I've stopped doing this this week because I just ran out, but I give a little Home Gadget Geeks coin, you know, 3D printed coin. Yeah, I remember that. And I, I had a bunch of them. We gave them all away. Um, but I, I had a, uh, a listener in Canada, speaking of Mark, a listener in Canada, subscribe and on Patreon, and I had my last coin. Cost me $15 to send to Canada, right? I, and I kind of knew right. it was going to be expensive. I didn't know it was going to be that expensive, but I promised, and so I sent it. Do you think it's worth it to send, in this case, that's three times the amount of value I'm getting out of the Patreon subscription, right? It's $5 a month. Mm. Now, chances are that uh, this this subscriber is going to hang on for a year or two, right? Uh, right? Right. And so you're going to more than make that up. In business, we do this all the time. We call it a loss leader, right? We put something yep. out there. Do you think that's good business, though, to drop 15 on a $5 Patreon Thinking, it's a risk, but thinking that that may have long-term implications. I would say my my knee-jerk reaction is yes. And if you're not doing a ton of those, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. wow, I had this, you know, I lost $50. This, I was just listening to uh, Podland and they're talking about how Acast has a minus 31% profit margin. Like they're they're just bleeding money, which is why they laid off so many people. And they said in the past they were focused on growth. Now they're focused on, hey, we should probably maybe try to make some money with this kind of thing. So if it's not, you know, it's going to be different as always. It's going to depend. But I see it as, especially if it's something, um, you know, because that coin is something that only certain people have. So that's kind of one of those you can't get it everywhere. And it's a way, depending on what they do with it, that might have people go, what is that? Oh, it's from this thing. That's kind of the the bonus of a T-shirt is some, you know, somebody basically becomes a walking billboard. So, and like you said, I would go in and look at your patrons and see how long they stick around. You know, make sure, like you said, if they're probably going to give you, you know, whatever, 20 bucks over, yeah. you know, the next year or so or whatever. And, um, I, but yeah, I think it is. That you that that's actually an idea that uh, I, maybe I'll switch over to t-shirts because those are easier to ship because like if you go through the Amazon thing you know you can you can go in they're sh- they're shipping those things from from different locations so you don't have to deal with the shipping costs but and you can get those t-shirts down to about nine or ten bucks. Yeah, right? I uh, well, it's probably closer to twenty by the time you get in shipping, depending on where it's at. Yeah. I, this week, it's coming this week, 
uh, because I think the shirts are better. I ordered one from Sticker Mule, and it's a little different than T Public. T Public, you can put up a store and anybody can buy them. This is basically I want a shirt, and I basically uploaded my uh, design and made one shirt, had it come to me. And the thing I loved about it is they were a little more honest about it. It was like, hey, it's 19 bucks for the shirt, free shipping. All these other places, it's like, hey, it's 10 bucks for the shirt. And then you find out later it's also 10 bucks for shipping. But um, for a one-off shirt, I think, uh, I forget who it was asked me a couple weeks ago, where does Dave get all of his cool shirts? I make them. I just go to, you know, so I have one now coming from Sticker Mule. Yeah, so I think anytime you can get stuff. I, but Mark got me thinking, I, I'd have to see if I have enough books now. I should make it that, you know, anybody that signs up for a $20 thing, that would pay for shipping for yeah, a book. Yeah. Like you get a book. Do you have, and a, then, box? So the fr- Do you have a box of those I, things? I have a box okay. of books. I have a yeah. box in my car. And then I have uh, from Sticker Mule. Can I get them in time? Anyway, I have uh, bags that say School of Podcasting on them that I use to mail them out. Okay. So it's uh, nice. But that might be a thing. Yeah. You know, if I did, I'd have to go look and see how many $20 supporters I have that might empty my, <laughs> you know, and then, then you get into a weird thing. If I go, Hey, starting now, well, everybody who's been paying me 20 bucks for months, like I know Glenn already has one, uh, but I have to look at all my other $20 supporters and uh, maybe you can give them the option. So when, when I was yeah. giving out this coin and I would get overseas, you know, mm. I'm in the United States, I would say, Hey, and I even I even asked this new subscriber, hey, do you want the coin? He goes, well, if you can ship it to me, that'd be great. And and so, but I've had others, like in Australia, go, yeah, that's not going to be great. Don't don't worry about it. Like, I got it. Type that thing. is true. It, that's a good move because I we were at uh, Content Marketing World, myself and Rob Walsh, and we were getting down to the end of the T-shirts, and we know that the next time we go to an event, we're probably going to get different colored t-shirts. It's the thing that Libsyn does. We change the colors out every now and then. And so we just started asking everybody, would you like a free t-shirt? Would you like a free t-shirt? Would you like a free t-shirt? And we had some people like, you know what? I'm not going to wear it. Like, I, I guess I could give it to my kid. They're like, but really just keep it. And we're like, okay. So that's cool that you did that. Cause there are going to be some people like you can ship me the coin thing, but it's just going to go in my drawer and nobody's yeah. going to see it or whatever. And that's cool. So, yeah. Cause again, if it's a patron, they're on your team. So they're going to let you know if it's not, you know, that's not going to fit. I'd rather have a t-shirt than a, a coin or a, you know, whatever it is. So it's yeah. And it wasn't super popular. Chris in chat says that he tried a limited edition 3d printed coin too. And it, and I, ironically, the guy who printed them for me is up in Canada and he shipped them down. I think I probably paid 20 bucks to get them shipped down from, from Canada. And then I, I should just have him hold on to a few and then have him ship them for, for my Canadian listeners, have him ship the coins and I just reimburse them for it. He'd do it for me if I asked him, but maybe the next go around, you know, stickers were popular for a while. I don't know if they're as popular now. But stickers would be an easy thing to do to think like, I'm going to make a sticker. And if you're already on Patreon, everybody's going to get one of those because they're easy to mail. And then new, you know, new Patreon supporters will get those with a thank you note from me or something like that. Just continue to think of ways to keep eyes on Patreon if that's what you're, if that's what you're focusing on. Right. Yeah. Daniel says uh, you could do something like earn a challenge coin when you pay yearly or after six months of membership that way yeah. it's not a loss leader. 
Like let them when they've paid enough to where it pays for it, which basically means you're going to break even. Uh, but you could have it to where you know set it, it almost gamifies it yeah. when you've when you've reached your one year status or whatever. Because you can go into to Patreon. There are people that have been supporting me since like we launched that thing, and you're like, whoa, they gave me how much money over whatever four years yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it's like five bucks at a time. But if you do that for five years, you're like, oh, hold on. Um, Gary says he uh, recently bought a shirt from Photo Ripper. Uh, I think, yeah, Photo Ripper because his photography videos are so entertaining and fun. $47 was shipping, but it felt good supporting his work. I have been doing the whole listen on apps that stream Satoshi things. And it's weird because I was using one called Castapod, which basically is overcast. Like, I don't know how that guy is able to do that, but he apparently stole a lot. He was inspired a lot, shall we say, by uh, Overcast. And so I looked down the one day and it's like, hey, you're out of funds. Like, you've been listening to podcasts. And I, and I kind of felt like guilty, like, oh, because it's just one of those things where I, what I was doing was taking like 20 bucks a month, throwing it into this thing. And whoever I listened to, you know, and I was streaming, I don't know, it was like a, I think a dollar an hour, which again is nothing. You know, but I was like trying to spread it out to people, and then I looked down. I was like, "Oh, I'm out of, I'm out of cash." Can you, know, can you so. take what you earn from others and just give that back away? That's what I can now okay. with this this Albi app. It's basically an online wallet, and so it is my input. So when you, if you were to boost the show right now, this show is set up for that. By the way, uh, you could send me a boost, and it would go into my Albi wallet. And then I've also set, I could set it up to where. I could go to other shows and, you know, boost them and send it back. So in the end, the people that win or whoever's <laughs> earning the fees on all the transfers or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, just another, it, that's going to be a fun one to see what happens in like five years as the whole Bitcoin thing becomes more and more fun and things of that nature. So it, uh, it'll be interesting to see, but I, there was another company, I can't remember the name of it, but they, and I'll put a link in the show notes off to dig it out. I just just found them. For the record, they they are. I do have an affiliate with them, and I wish I could remember their name. But it's um, it's kind of like a T Public, only, um, what they do, and not that T Public doesn't do this, but they are all about teaching you, like what makes a good T shirt, and how to sell. It's almost like a they they give you the, the tools to make a T shirt shop, but they also train you on how to do a t-shirt shop. And I was like, that's a cool, like the other ones are just like, here's the thing, upload your image and hit, you know, set your price. It's super easy. And I was like, well, that's cool. But this one's gone like an extra step to really, you know, get you going. And, and cause that's what you need. You know, you know we're not marketers. We're, we just want to make a t-shirt or whatever. And I did a quick search through, through my Gmail and I am not seeing the name of that company. Is it, but I'll is it Redbubble? It. Daniel had, Daniel had said. Hey, it's Future Dave, and the T-shirt company I was trying to remember was Printful. Link in the show notes at askthepodcastcoach.com slash 408. Tell you what, since we're talking about our uh, awesome supporters, open awesome supporters. From askthepodcastcoach.com slash support, looks like it's Max at aviationnewstalk.com. There we go. <laughs> Max is so, a good guy too. So thank you, Max, for being an awesome supporter. If you would like to be an awesome supporter, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. Notice I'm not going, since we're talking about this subject, 
I didn't say uh, patreon.com slash Dave Jackson because if something comes along better, well, actually, there are things that are better right now than Patreon. Um, you know, I'd be kind of stuck with whatever 300 episodes of me saying patreon.com slash Dave Jackson. Instead, askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. Um, we just talked about Max over at aviationnewstalk.com. And uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you'd like to try PodPage, well, simply go over to trypodpage.com. It's an awesome way to make a website. And if you just can't get enough Jim Collison, then go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And when you think podcasting, think schoolofpodcasting.com. I would love to help you with your podcast. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, again, askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. I guess what I should say is if you find this show has any value to you, if you're the person that comes up to me in a conference and goes, I just want to thank you so much for everything you do in the podcast space. There's something you can do to really show your love for the show. And that's go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. So there we go. Uh, I think we can hear you. Hey, can you hear me, Dave? We can hear you. Good to go. Okay, I know that uh, my uh, my camera is is very very blurry right now because that's all right. There's some goop on the lens. Uh, I, I wanted to go from the very beginning of what you guys were talking about at the top of the show about yeah. podcast names, and uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad to have a name that is so confusing because it's very much like the podcast name that you may have of someone else. Key example, and this is my <clears throat> lessons learned. Podcastreporter.com is the name of my podcast. You're familiar with that, Dave, obviously. Oh, yeah. You too, Jim. But do you know who had the name podcastreport.com? That would be uh, Paul Colgan. Exactly. And he stole it from someone else. <laughs> podcast <laughs> Report was created uh, years before, but he just took it because the, the other guy did not uh, do anything with it. So I've gotten, uh. I've gotten a lot of traffic from people who were initially were searching for Podcast Report. Instead, they came to Podcast Reporter, and I've gained them as far as new audience members, and they've been subscribing ever since. And I don't have a subscribe button on my podcast show. So I've been getting good numbers, and Dave, you've, you've, you've been there before. You've, you've seen uh, the, the posts that I've had there. Yeah. So sometimes it can backfire on you, and sometimes it can actually <laughs> support you in getting more subscribers who actually like your show and stick with you. There you go. Okay, excellent. Wanted to say, and I'll try and clean up my lens. I don't know what. Well, that's all right. It just looks like you're in witness protection or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I'll, I'll try and clean it up. Uh, I've got another uh, Zoom meeting that's going to be happening later on. I don't know what happened, but uh, I had all twisted up. I had to restart my system in order to get uh, all the hmm. the assets working. Have you had that yeah. problem with a lot of your uh, a lot of your connections? On occasion, you know, I always try if I'm doing a re- the more important the meeting the more I am to restart my computer in the morning, just to start off fresh is a lot of times how I do that. Yeah, so, I think the one uh, thing I should have done today was actually have that voice, uh, uh change of the one that got your voice like this and the witness oh, yeah. protection program. <laughs> That'd have been good. That'd have been really good. Anyway, thanks guys. We'll, we'll talk to you guys later. I'll let you get to the other guy. All right? yeah. See you, Fred. Take care. Well, he makes a good point and it can go both ways. Like he can, yeah. what, what's what, may help you may hurt you and in, in in the same in the same at the same time you know you may be close enough to someone's site where they're getting confused with yours and going to theirs or that may maybe vice versa so by the way sometimes there's no way to avoid that like you just you, you know you can't we we interviewed i interviewed some folks um uh, last week 
that were, they have home tech and that was the original name of home gadget geeks. And they took it. I stopped using it and they took it. Could there be some confusion from when I first started? Sure. Do you really worry about it? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. I, I know right now, if you type in school of into Apple podcast, you're going to see greatness because of Lewis Howes. Uh, I might try this in October, which is in a week, is I'm going to put podcast school dash from the school of podcasting just as a fun experiment, like change my name for a month and see if it does anything to yeah, a uh, month may not to be enough, them. may not be enough yeah. for the engine to uh, pick up on it. It would be interesting because if somebody's looking for podcasting, they're not going to type in school or they might type in learn or whatever, but it's like if the first word was podcast, It'd be interesting to see, you know, if that makes a difference or not. But, uh, yeah, there are, I always laugh. The last time I checked, I think there were 16 shows called Thinking Outside the Box. Because I thought, well, there are 16 people who were not thinking outside the box when it came to um, their name. <laughs> the other thing I'm noticing here today, I, I'm standing up, and I swear it looks like I have a green screen is it just me or my headphones keep disappearing or I don't know if it's the lighting or what? Yeah, it, I does. If you're, it does. But no. that's not a green screen. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, that's oh, the you know screen. what it is. So you're, you're the, the top of your headphones are the, the headphones. same color as the background. <laughs> and so it does, it looks like we were getting a little halo around your head. Around your head. Yeah. That's it. Excellent. There you go. Why? You yeah. always, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you if you were standing up. You you sway when you're standing up, right? That's the problem. Yeah, I I realize that, and I have to I have to move to be in the center of the screen yeah. and the center of my backdrop. I have to stand over like another foot. But yeah, I sway a lot, and I have to remember to stay next to the computer, the microphone yeah. a little more. And I don't know if that's fun to watch. You know, let's. <laughs> Watch Dave sway back. It's a little forth, but. No, okay. It's a little distracting. I'm not saying that from my point of view. I don't yeah. care. But there, I've had uh, I've had people say to me when they when they're watching people who are standing and they're swaying. That's distracting, right? Yeah. One of the things uh, we do a lot. I've been doing a lot of LinkedIn lives lately for our for our Clifton Strengths work. And I just I go I use a headset in my office standing to kind of mm. change. Like we want that LinkedIn Live to have a different feel than called the coach. And mm. so I change locations. I do it out of my office. I do it while I'm standing. But, and I use a headset. We have a, I have a pretty good headset, which helps do that. And it just kind of separates the two. And I, I move around a lot more you know, when I'm standing, you know, than, yeah. than, but it seems to work. Well, the other thing I do is like I'm, I'm pushing buttons and I'm looking at chats and things like that. And when I do that, I tend to move yeah. just ever so yeah, slightly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I did find out because we've got 28 people watching on Wisdom. If you click the little plus sign under my blinking head, that will basically request to uh, come up on stage. So if you're listening on uh, the Wisdom app and you have a question, feel free to raise your hand. Of course, if you're watching live, uh, just throw them into the chat. Uh, and uh, if you want to jump into the video, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And if we go back to um, DR's question on websites, if you have one, do you necessarily need or should have a S&M group? No, SM. No. Oh, SM group. <laughs> so listeners can engage with each other. So is she saying small group? 
Small have an SM group. The, I, has a, I, I was I took it more like do you have a Facebook group Facebook or group, Slack or Discord? Yeah, yeah those kinds of things. You sh- I mean, the quick answer is, yeah. Is, the, is I think what that stands for, social media. There we go. Yeah, yeah. The the tricky part of that is, and this is where it's scary, what if you do it nobody shows up? So I can see why, you know, because if you do and three people show up, then you should definitely engage with those three people. Yeah. But the problem is, if you do it and you know, three people show up and then nothing happens and it's just the fourth person shows up and they're like, wow, the last comment in here was from, yeah, April. you've got to work it. You know, you've, yeah, in you've fact, got to work. it's better if nobody shows up than if two people show up, right. Yeah. That's then, you know, like, okay, this isn't, this isn't working this way. Hey, I have a group, I have a, a discord group and there's probably 10 who are active and it. It, the expectation is it's not going to be every day. And this is yeah. a, it's a very nerdy group from, you know, we share deals and we talk about in depth, you know, coding and some, you know, some things around home automation and stuff like that. And the expectation is just not going to be every day. So none of them are clamoring. I'm not getting the, this is a dead group. No one's talking, you know, cause they talk when it's, when you, when they need to talk, they don't talk right. just because they're filling space. You know, I have uh, people at the school of podcasting that just lurk, you know, I'll see like, Hey, you didn't see anything, blah, blah, blah. You know, I haven't really seen you do much. And they're like, oh, I'm just lurking. That's, you know, I really enjoy the group. I just like to watch. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it is what it is. It's, it's groups are tricky. They really are. I, uh, I really like my Facebook group for the school of podcasting. I'm trying to get them to move to the built-in community that I now have in Podia. And that's a, that's a fun little, you know, as much as we all complain about Facebook, we're already there. And so it's one of those things where when you log in now to the school of podcasting, it instantly takes you to my built-in community. So it shows you, and I'm basically just posting things in both places at this point, but uh, it, that does a good job of kind of getting you to like, Hey, I'm speaking of, you know, uh, I'm already there, but there are people that have at the school of podcasting that have blown through every bit of material I have, and they're just there for the community. So they're not logging into the, um, you know, to see more courses cause they've already seen them. They might log in to get the schedule of the group coaching or whatever, but they're not getting that smack in the face of the community where they just log into Facebook and yeah. there it is. So, yeah. And wh- where you go, so. isn't as important as will they follow you there? Like, you know, uh, DR says, you know, circle. Well, that's another social platform, right? And they've got some good stuff going on with circle. Like you could do a lot with circle, right? I bought, I, my original, here's, here's a great topic. No matter what you do, no matter what microphone you buy, website you do, whatever technology you buy, as soon as you buy it within six months, something's going to come out that you go, Oh yeah. Cause I spent almost a year researching and moving and original I mean I was 99% done. I was going to flip the switch on Teachable and Circle. And I hit a snag with Teachable and I wasn't really happy with the way the courses looked in Teachable. It, it, it just in their answer to everything was you can hire someone. And I was like I'm already paying you 80 bucks a month. Um I already hired somebody. How can I get this blue to not be like I would have blue buttons with blue text. And I was like come on, that's got to be an easy fix. But anyway, so I switched to Podia 
And I had a friend of mine that said, man, I'm telling you, teachable in circle is the way to go. And I was like, eh, and I couldn't get people off of Facebook. I'm like, I'm not going to pay 80 bucks for circle if nobody's going to use it. But I joined its learn dot community. I wish I could remember Tom's name, but it's the guy that teaches community, Mm. like how to build a community. So good. I've been there a week and learned a bunch of stuff. And he's a big, as you might imagine, circle guy, because circle is hands down from what I've seen, the best tool, not Slack, not discord. It looks cool. And there's so many options. And now you can live stream right from circle. And of course, they now enable you to sell courses. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a really cool service. And I, I still, there's a part of me that goes, maybe someday I make just a podcast community. Like just, just a, I, I've seen people do this, like masterminds. Yeah. And where you, but that's always kind of interesting because you have to kind of interview the people and blah, blah, blah. And it'd be another thing. And that's just, that's the other thing I've noticed is that whole like, oh, I know how to do this. It'd be easy to set up. It's like, yeah, but you, you need to leave time to, uh, you know, well, throw, throw, promote it and stuff. Totally. Throw Dan's question in there. He says, uh, is there a point? He says, Dave Jackson, is there a point where you stop, um, where you stop Facebook? You uh, I, oh. I, I didn't, I didn't sign in as me today, so go. I can't get to the questions, but. Um, is there a point where you stop Facebook for the new community, even if everyone's there, uh, even if everyone doesn't move over or will all, will you always post to both if you can't get everyone to move over? And this, I think it's a super valid question. Like at what point do we stop or do we stop using Facebook? I think, you know, how, how are you going to yeah, do that? That's the, uh, there are a couple of things that I, I wish like Podia is pretty mobile friendly. Like you can go to the, like you could, you know, put Podia on your whatever desktop on your phone and join the community that way. Um, It's not as cool again as circle, but that would be a way uh, where I could just go, Hey, here's what's, what I want to do is, and I'm thinking 2023, uh, just make a quick newsletter. Here's what happened at the school of podcasting this week. You know, uh, so-and-so is trying to connect his mixer to a such and such. Um, you know, Jim was wondering what's the best tool for such and such. Um, you know, Mark had great success asking for value and then have links to those topics in the community, kind of a, Hey, here's what you're missing by not being in the community. And then also, um, I know, um, circle does that. They put out a newsletter. Here's what people are talking about in circle this week. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And circle again, because it's, so cool, if you want, can generate that for you automatically. Podia does not. And that's, I, I really kind of go, mm, because what I was doing was I was basing decisions on the audience I currently have, not the audience I will have in a few years. So I'm not upset. You know, I Podia does exactly what I needed to do for now, but I, I am limited on some things. And so it's like, I could, I could tie circle into Podia if I wanted to, um, but I'm already using Volley. I do a lot of coaching using the Volley app. And I was like, look, I can't have Podia and Volley and Facebook. I was like, no. So, because originally I was going to set up my community in Volley, which is a great app. And when I just saw how hard it was to get people off Facebook. But what's cool is Tom, the guy from this learn.community thing, sent me a personal thing and they've talked about how to get people off Facebook. So, 
uh, I'm, I'm looking into that. It seems like a really helpful place. So, and I wish I'll have to go look and see if Tom has an affiliate program, <laughs> but it was, I told him, I said, uh, his onboarding. And that's a lot of times why I, I will buy podcasting courses, not because I want the content. I want to see what their onboarding process is. Cause it's the, the teacher in me. DR says in a course that switched from teachable. Wait, I missed her first thing. I'm in a course that switched from teachable to Kajabi. Oh Yes. Kajabi is a great marketing thing. Just do not use them for your podcast. As the last time I checked, they do not have a 301 redirect. Now, what does that mean? That means if you start your podcast on Kajabi, it's going to live on Kajabi forever. And from what I hear, their stats are not, I know they're not IEB certified, but in theory, if you're on Kajabi with your podcast, you're not looking for advertisements. You should be using your stuff that you're selling through Kajabi as your own sponsor. But I just, for me, not having a 301 redirect is a deal breaker for me. That's been on my list of deal breakers for a while. We, we moved our Facebook group when it just died. Like we, we moved, we had folks on Slack, no, uh, Discord. And then I had a Facebook group and a Discord group and I was maintaining both. And then the Facebook group just stopped. Like at some point, everybody made the jump. It worked. I have no problem maintaining two. It's just two places right. to go. Like, uh, I feel like I need to go as a podcaster. I need to go where my audience is where, and meet them on the platform that they want to be met on and not be the one. Like, we're only going to have one place. And if that means excluding you, then that's what I'm doing. <laughs> right? I don't right. want to exclude anybody. I want everybody to have access. Now, the Facebook group eventually just just petered out. Nobody goes there anymore. And the the Discord group has has more um you know, has more uh, people on it. So I think sometimes run them until they just kind of run to their natural conclusion. And if they stop, right. close it down. You know, they, you don't have to, if you haven't had any message there in six months or a year, like, yeah. you, you know, like, Hey, we haven't had any messages here. I'm shutting this thing down. Yeah. DR asked, what does IEB stand for? Interactive advertising bureau. Is that, that's the, the people that kind of came up with the standards for podcasting. That's the one where you have to listen to a minute or consume a minute of content for it to count. So if you're, uh, there are no streams for the record. When somebody clicks play on a website, it is a, oh, it's downloading it in chunks. Progressive. Do they call it a progressive, progressive download? download? Thank you. Yeah, it's a progressive download. And so somebody has to listen to a minute of that to count as a download. Now, if they downloaded it, well, the whole thing's downloaded. So it counts as a, a download, even though they didn't listen to a single second of it. So it's not, uh, it's not perfect, but uh, it's better than uh, there is a, uh, a thing going on right now that um, somebody's trying to make an open version of stats and Good luck to you on that because holy, the first thing I saw when I started working at Libsyn is I see the number of downloads that a file gets and I see the number of downloads that count and it is a huge difference. Like there are all, all sorts of bots and their cousins and their aunts and uncles. The whole bot family (laughs) is coming for your MP3 file. And I was like, holy smokes. They're like, yeah. And then, it's kind of expensive. You have this uh, list that you sign up for that knows where all the bots are so you can help them. And it's, yeah. So I forget it's open three P something, whatever thing they're trying to make it. But uh, 
Um, yeah. So, uh, Randy asked, what am I using for courses? I was on Thinkific. The reason I moved from Thinkific and I'm not making this up was my bill went up about 80 bucks because they charge you a dime for every person over, I believe it was a hundred students. And they counted my affiliates as students. And I was like, what? And I just, to me, I was like, that doesn't scale. So I moved, I moved to teachable and never flipped the switch. I was this close. And that was the other thing. I went to import my people into teachable and they wanted me to upgrade. And I went to get my students into now. So I moved to Podia. Podia is very simple to use. Lots of powerful things. Like if I wanted to, I could probably dump my convert kit and use them for my email program. It's great for lead magnets. I can sell webinars. It's really simple. It's not like it does what it does well, but it's not super uh, customizable. Like I found, I found a cool script that I could buy at AppSumo and you have to put like a little bit of script in the head of your computer or the head of your, uh, the head of your website. You cannot do that on Podia. They do not let you put anything in the heading section. And I was like, Oh, and I kind of emailed them. I said, Hey, I think I found the first thing I don't like about Podia. And they're like, yeah, that's kind of our Achilles heel. It's not meant for super geeky people. And I was like, Oh, I'm not super geeky, but uh, you know, been kind of that. So, um, going back to our conversation about uh, different Facebook groups and such, she's trying to get used to Discord. The thing that gets me about Discord, man, that's ugly. Like that's it's, it's intentionally ugly. I mean, they don't. Yeah. It's it's not designed. It was really an it's a it's a response to the commercialism of Facebook and and those other spaces. And so they try to keep it very slim. It's very light. It, it it's it's about features, not about form. And so, but you can, you can broadcast on discord. You can do audio and video. I mean, there's some, there's some cool things you can do, but it comes from the geeky, like discord comes out of the gaming community. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Daniel says that when he ran podcaster society, he started with WooCommerce memberships, but then switched to member press. Uh, That was a seamless switch for my audience because I own the platform and the data. Yep. Yeah, switching from one platform to the other is no fun because in my case, I still have, I think, six people that they created a subscription, which is in Stripe, um, from Thinkific. But then I moved and I can't tie their subscription to Podia. It's just so I've been emailing them nonstop going, hey, which is interesting because it then dawns on you that these people are paying you and not not doing anything. Like they're not even opening your emails that say, Hey, this is important. Please open this. Hey, like, you know, so, you know, and then these are also the same people in six months that are going to go, Hey, I've been paying you 50 bucks a month for six months and I want my money back. And you're like, yeah. So start a membership folks, kids. It's, it's a heck of a lot of fun. So, um, and that's just the way it is. So, but, um, she's go ahead. DR says it's gotta be pretty enough to, for me to keep coming back. Yeah. It's not Braille. I actually have to look at it. Yeah, but on the opposite side, I hear from individuals all the time who can't stand the 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 commercial look of Facebook or of Twitter yeah. or of like they don't they don't want the noise. They want a conversation. And I'm not I mean, I like Discord. I can do any of them. It doesn't matter to me. But um they they don't want the noise of Facebook. They don't want the advertising. They don't want the just the I mean, so the 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 point on Discord is to get everything out of the way 
so that you can have these discussions, right? And to Daniel's point, he mentions in chat too, they don't threaded discussions. It's not Facebook. Like the strength yeah. of Discord is not to create threaded conversations. And so if that's what you're trying to do, yeah, Discord's not your tool. You know, you, you're, you, you got a hammer and you're trying to use it like a saw, you know? Yeah. yeah. Why well, even reached out to the school of podcasting? Cause again, I've, and what's, what's kind of frustrating is the people that hear me go, Hey, I've got this tool. It's free for you. It works on every platform. Come download this app and you and I can have one-on-one -on -one conversations unlimited and they don't move in the pe but the people that do are like, Oh, this is the best thing ever. You know, I, uh, Kim, uh, from, uh, the pharmacist voice, I was at podcast movement. She asked me a question about Squadcast. I walked over to the Squadcast booth and had them answer it. She's like, okay, that was cool. <laughs> so it's, you can kind of tell them like, Hey, here's what you're missing out. But it's, yeah. it's tricky to, uh, to get people to do that. And like you said, different tools do different things and you know, it's, it's a matter. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, like discord really focuses on, um, uh, like rooms, like, Hey, if we're going to yeah. discuss these things, let's discuss them. It's a little like slack in that, in that um, regard. Now they're all kind of blending together because they've heard all the feedback and they're all trying to be like each other. So, yeah, you know, um, you know, you, you can do it that way. Um, uh, you know, yeah. like, like Stargate pioneer says there, but you, it, it's, it's just a different way of looking at it. And it's, it, there's no one that's great. Yeah. This is the one thing where, where, you know, two or more are gathered, there will be somebody complaining. So, <laughs> like, well, you know. It, it, going, but you mentioned Facebook, and I had somebody, I forget who it was, what group I was in, and they said, I want to participate in a group. Like, somebody made a Facebook group. And they said, I haven't been on Facebook in years. And the minute I logged in, it was just like, everything I don't want to see yeah, yeah. just buried right. me. And they're like, I, it's a bummer. So... There are people that absolutely hate Facebook. I um I've got good at hiding people. I, I do have one person that keeps posting on my profile and uh, it's weird at times you have to be like I'm just going to have to delete this person or block them or something, but it's like they're not even asking for permission. I just I go to my profile sometimes to go, "Did I post this yet?" And I go, oh, actually, you did. Okay. And then I'll like right in the middle of my stuff is their stuff. And I was like, I spoke at your event three years ago. Like, why are you posting on my profile? It's like, hmm, that's kind of, uh, but that's one where I was like, Facebook, yeah, you know, yeah, so that's, yeah, um, well, here's, here's some good news. Uh, next week, according to one Daniel J. Lewis, the Audacity to Podcast will be coming back discussing podcasting 2.0. And after that, I'll be talking about censorship potential since iOS 14.5. So we all look forward to that. I was going to uh, send him a message. I'm like, um, September has about six days left, six or seven. And you <laughs> said you're close. coming back in September. We're getting close. <laughs> getting like, closer. You better, if you're going to save your integrity, buddy, you got six days to do it. You said September. So Daniel, we're all Daniel. Let, let's just, just you and I, let's have a talk for a second. <laughs> if you miss the date, don't worry about it. Don't, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, we still love you. It's okay. It's fine. Like nobody's going to die. This isn't, we're not, we're not curing cancer or doing heart surgery. It'll be fine. But if you do hit it, awesome. Good for you. If you don't, it's still okay. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun topic that I saw that I, again, kind of going back with websites and stuff. This was in Reddit and they are using anchor. So we won't hold that against them. 
Um, but they said they're trying to share their login. I was wondering if there's a way to share a podcast on Anchor. And the answer to that is no. You get one email and that's it. So that multiple people can access the back end of our podcast. Has anyone ever experienced this? And there are other, I know with Libsyn, you have to ask, hey, can I add an editor to my thing? And we will add that. So it's not super easy, but places like Captivate and Buzzsprout make it pretty easy. Um, but there's also, if you are on Anchor and you're like, ah, because you have to be careful sharing your login name and password. Uh, that's that's not something I typically recommend. And LastPass is a service that I've used and they have this cool feature where you can, uh, and it's free to use, they have a pro plan, but you could basically have your editor, whoever you're trying to share a password with, and this could work on a website. It could work on anything. And what's cool about it is they get LastPass. You share your login name and password with them, and LastPass will fill it in when they go to that website without them seeing the login name and password. And the beautiful thing about that then is in the event that, that person turns into a weenie, you can go in and take away their access to see, to, to use that tool. And that's the thing I like about it because, you know, there are times when Bert and Ernie don't get along and you know, all of a sudden Bert's going in and deleting all the episodes and you're like, wait, hold on. And you just take away their access and they can't get access to your stuff. So I don't, I'm sure there are other tools that do that. Um, I know there's another, oh, I'm drawing a blank. That's, that seems to be the theme today. Dave is drawing a blank. There's another really popular. because you're standing. Like all your. That's it. Your, all the blood is going to my legs. It, I, there could be some science to that. That that might be true. <laughs> like, you know, I know, I know I have to stand. Sometimes when I want to think I stand, like if I'm sitting, I'm not as, I don't think I'm as creative as when I'm standing. So I, I do like, maybe I should just go full-time stand, but man, I move around. I am a mover. So it's maybe it's better oh. that I'm sitting down. Coach Dave had it. Um, I one password yeah. is, a, is the other popular one I'm thinking of. Um, share with the share with target. Yeah. So um, oh, that's pretty cool. Boy, I, I, this is some, <laughs> I would be really, really careful sharing password and password manager passwords Oh and, yeah, and no, never. Lots of them have services where you can like that. They they you know you can share certain things with them and whatever. Just be just be really careful with that. I I I would prefer maybe to have a secure document somewhere on Google or something where we shared those. I don't I I don't I wouldn't be comfortable any kind of sharing with my password manager, regardless of what it is. Really? Yeah, yeah. I I just that wouldn't I I wouldn't. Even if the service, even if they said, oh, yeah, they can't see anything. Uh, Maybe. uh, I'd rather have a document, a secure document somewhere where that password is, that shared password for that. That would be my preference on that. Yeah. I always get nervous because you have one password to get into all of your passwords. And I remember once it was like, my password wasn't long enough. They had updated it and said, Hey, you know, what's blah, blah, blah. And, and I, it was supposed to be five characters and I, or supposed to be seven characters and mine was five. So I had to add two characters to my master password. And it was the whole time I'm typing it. I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I get this right. Cause if I get it wrong, I lose all my stuff and I don't have, I don't do any banking. I don't do any credit cards. Yeah. It's just login names and passwords. Um, Let's I'm, see. Hold on. I'm tr- Before let me finish. Let me finish this thought. Okay. I'm also not a big fan of shared accounts where you have mm-hmm. admin and a password 
and you have three people who know if I use admin, I use this password. Now, I know that's the only way to do things from time to time, but that's also not a great way to do things. You you want named accounts, like especially on your website, like if, especially if you're running WordPress, yeah. you want named accounts and you want to be able to track that just from a like who who's who and yeah. who's doing what and and how did people do those kinds of things. So not a fan of that either, where where we have one account, one admin account. That's admin and everybody has. Oh, never. Right. Yeah. No, you don't want to do that either. So well, I know you can't. Daniel Sometimes wants, you can't. But yeah. Daniel wants to make sure we're on the same page. We're not saying share your your last pass password. I go into LastPass and so, I forget exactly. It's been a while since I've done this. You go into your last pass and say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. You, I understand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of yeah. this. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't like. I, I, that's not a. I, I don't. I don't want it. I'm like, especially yeah. with those passwords, I'm just a little, I, I like the walled garden there and I don't want yeah. anybody having access to my passwords through that service. Any of the services, it's not just LastPass, but any of the services that, well, that and that's my threat profile, right? That's what I think. Doesn't mean you can't do it. I just, I don't, I don't want anybody to have access to my, yeah. to that. and if you're login to WordPress as admin, do not change that immediately. Yeah. Holy cow. I'm trying to think of a British word for weenie. Um, a weenie is, well, you know, it, uh, let's go this route, Craig. Um, a weenie is sometimes, wiener is sometimes used to describe a hot dog. And so when I say a weenie, I'm talking hot dog-ish kind of uh, thing. So, um you know, somebody who's, yeah, it's not a compliment. Let's go that route. When I say don't be a weenie, um, it's a, it's a polite way of saying things that aren't polite. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see here. Um, Richard says last pass has share function for a single password. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I don't like and it. Jim is saying, yeah, I'm still not, <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, sorry. Uh, not, yeah. Not for me. Uncle, not for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uncle Marv's in the same boat. Sharing passwords? No, sorry. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So there we go. Um, I need help with rethinking. This is from Facebook. And and I it's this is a long question, but but I think this is a good discussion for the last uh, 15 minutes here. Um I uh need help rethinking my interview questions. I've been using the same interview questions for a year now. Now, right there, I, I kind of twitch a little, and I feel like they've gotten stale. Okay, sometimes I get very interesting answers that I can build more on or more questions on and, and tend to be lackluster, depending on the guest. The intention of my podcast is to talk about people's undergraduate college experience in a particular field. I asked the basic questions about the field and how they navigated their experience, but was wondering if there are more engaging questions to ask. This is my questions outline, and I would love to get feedback on it. So the first question is, can you tell me a little, about, a, a little bit about the area of interest? Did you discover any misconceptions about the field? For example, what people think the degree is versus what it actually is. Uh, another question, going back to before the degree, how did you get into this field? Did you know since childhood that you wanted to be in this field? Next question, what were some very difficult things about either the classes you had to take and or the college experience. Were there times that you felt like quitting? If so, what helped you push through? 
how did you navigate the college experience? Was was it a lot of work to figure out how to sign up for classes and figure out which ones to take? Uh, what are some of the helpful tips you can share from your experience in college or after college? This could be anything from dorm room hacks, interview tips, and anything in between. Are there any things you would have done differently if you could? And so what are you doing now? Is it related to the field you graduated in? If not, then is there any specific reason why you switched to something else? And so I, I saw that and was just kind of like, hmm. My first question is like, who's your audience? Because if I'm interviewing somebody from field A and then field B and field C, the only thing I can see there that would overlap would be stories about the college experience. Because they're talking about, well, I thought it was going to be a software engineer and then I, I got the degree. I ended up doing blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I don't know. I just... I kind of, I get the whole John Lee Dumas, let's ask the same questions. But I, I to me, I, I picture a an interview. Each one is unique based on, on who you're talking to. I don't know, Jim, do you have any yeah. questions that you use all the time? Yeah, or? yeah well, here's the thoughts on, on the question. If you want to take your questions to the next level, and this is actually something we do a lot here at Gallup, so I can, maybe it fits a tie mm-hmm. in since I'm in the studio today. Um. With the questions you're asking, you should have some very clear, uh, we, we call them listen for. So I know that kind of sounds weird, but we're, mm-hmm. as you're asking the question, you're looking for some kind of answer in it. And then with that listen for, we actually score those. Now, this is, we're looking for some specific things when we're asking questions. But I think, too, as a podcaster, it's good to have some ideas of like, when I'm asking this question, what am what am I really looking for in the answer? What am I wanting to get out of that answer? And as they're giving it to you in your brain or even on a piece of paper, have a have a rubric that you're saying, okay, these are kind of some of the answers that I think that I'm looking for, and give it a score. If you're if the, if you don't get that the answer you're looking for the first time, that means you need to rephrase the question and do it again. <laughs> Come back, right? What, but what I really meant is this, it's kind of the next level in asking questions. I think some people think, I'm going to ask a question, I'm going to get a great answer the first time. And that's not always true, <laughs> right? And so this is, this is that next level of follow-up questions. You, you might even want to think, am I phrasing that question? If you keep track of the way you ask that question across guests, and you're not getting a good answer the first time, maybe your question's bad. So it gives you an opportunity to go back and say, hey, if I ask the question differently, do I get a better response? Because we know in survey research, the way you ask the question is is almost as important as the answer that you're getting. So score yourself on asking that question and then go back in and tweak it, test it, see if you can get a better response from guests. You may be confusing your guests and asking the question. And so mm. if you can, I mean, again, it, it kind of, it's the next level in doing this. You've got to kind of disconnect from the, just asking the questions and, and actually listen and then score the question. But I think it's a great way of kind of taking your questions to the next level, Dave, and then start saying, am I asking the right questions? Because what kind of response am I getting on it? Score the guest on the answer. No, that's, that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I like that idea. And I always say, uh, somebody asked to in Facebook as well, like, what's the best tool for editing? And I said, the best tool for editing is not the technology. It's knowing who your audience is so that you ask the right questions 
so that you don't have to edit out the stuff that doesn't, you know, rain or things of that nature. So, uh, but, um, yeah. And then to, I, I'm with you. I actually have a, there's a, a sheet at the school of podcasting where it basically it's, it's used for people that did an interview and now I want to go back and kind of score myself on how was this interview. And the first thing is, okay, who's the name of the guest? Why did you bring them on? What were you hoping to learn? Yeah. And then you look at your questions and just write down, you know, not it's it's not a just jot down a quick summary of what they answered. And then you can kind of look like, oh, I brought them on to learn about this. And about here, I got sidetracked and we ended up here. We never really like brought them on. Eric Newsom has a book called uh, Make Noise. And he says, when you look at your guest, what's the one question that only they can answer? And I was like, ooh, that's like... That's I like that one. That's that's a keeper. So well, you you uh, only get there if you actually go back and critically listen to yourself. It, it, that's do it. the interviews like that is. I mean, yeah, you could do it live, but that's a little distracting. Um, our our um, selection analysts who do that process here, they actually do the interview and record it, and then they have to go back and score it. And so it's part of the, mm. it's, you know, and, and you can't score it if you don't have a rubric and you, a rubric kind of will force you to think through like, okay, if I ask this question, a one would be this weak answer. A two would be a little bit stronger. A three would be right. Just that discipline of going back. I went, when I was doing job interview, I did a lot of college students it, that were interviewing for jobs to be interns. I, when I began to do that, you know, I had a set standard set of questions I asked. When I began to do that and then I would score them, I, man, it, it really forced me to think like, is that a good question? Is that getting us anywhere? Like mm. when I'm asking, the, is it really getting us to the point of what we're trying to do in the overall interview? And I think it just helps you think critically about your own questions. And you're like, yeah, but Jim, I do a hobby podcast. doesn't matter. Like you, you can learn Dude. to ask. I know. You can learn to ask. <laughs> better questions, but you have to, you have to critically go back and listen to yourself and then say, Oh yeah, I could probably do that. But the, a prime example is when Mark came on this morning, like that tidbit of information about like, Hey, saying, not saying support, but, but saying give back. Well, it gets me thinking like, okay, do I need to rephrase the way I say that? Cause it's important. Yeah. And how you ask your questions is important. And and Coach Dave was saying this multiple times in the chat. The it's amazing how, when, especially when you get into like conversions and anything with sales, it's like that call to action or the question or yeah. it's you know little words can make a difference. I know, uh, you know, with uh, websites and stuff, it's like oh, we changed the button from red to yellow, and you know, conversions went up by thirteen percent. You're like, really? And they're like, yeah. I'm like. You know, so testing that stuff. Yeah, our, our, you know, we, we know in survey research that, that they ask the questions exactly as they're written and they, they're mm. like, we can't now, it's a different purpose, right? We're, we're not, right. we're not recording a podcast, but we, I think we can take some of that discipline from that, from surveys and say, do we ask the question? I think in, in a lot of cases, like stop asking the question over and over and over again when you're asking it. Cause a lot of people are like, Hey, I'm going to give you my life story and then I'm going to ask you a question and then I'm going to repeat the question and then I'm going to answer it for you. And then I'm going to ask you, what do you think? And it's 25 minutes of you asking the question and three minutes, sorry, three minutes of them answering it. Right. We get, we got to just get out of our own way and just ask the question. 
Well, that and make sure the last thing you say is the question. I used to do this and I think I've where people will go. So Jim, uh, what was that time when you did the thing? And then you'll explain why you're asking the question because, you know, sometimes you do this and then a thing. And I remember in, in 79, you did this. And then back in 84, you did this and blah, 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 blah. And Jim's like, what was the question? Because you asked it like five minutes exactly. ago. So instead go, hey, I know in the 80s you did this and then you walked into this and blah, 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 blah. blah. And so why do you blah, 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 blah. I, I, that's, uh, I, I used to do that. And uh, my buddy Eric K. Johnson was like, yeah, don't, don't do that. Like, and, and your question with the question. I was like, oh, wow, that makes sense. Yes, it does. And then so. stop talking. And, and then shut up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. I, I did an episode last week kind of talking about why Joe Rogan is popular. And I found a video of him talking about podcasting. And he said, number one, I don't have a co-host because he considers it a dance between himself and the guest. And he goes, I basically, uh, his thing was the skills you need to be a good podcaster are listening and thinking. And I was like, that's yeah. Okay. And he, he said, when I ask a question, he goes, I'm doing nothing but listening to you. That's the only thing he's doing. And he goes, but I'm also kind of thinking like, what's the next question or whatever. But, uh, it was, it was interesting to, to see that, but that is the key. I think to, to all good podcasts, it's not what comes out of your mouth. It's like the thinking and the listening that then helps you shape what comes out of your your mouth and that's uh it's not as easy as it looks again the 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 good ones make it look easy pre-written questions are not always a bad idea i don't know if you want to read them but having them and keeping them short ish based on the context of what you're trying to do i think is a good discipline you know what uh, we mentioned otter for the last couple weeks in a row we mentioned that one of the nice things is they give you a percentage of who talked in there you know, if you're cool enough to be in the beta, is that what it is? Yeah, you, you're not. Well, it's coming this week, September 27th. Okay. It'll come out of beta. But I asked them, I'm like, hey, my friend's in beta. He's got it. FOMO, I'm on dude. a pro plan. FOMO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's, I was like, hey, he's got it. And their answer was, yeah, it's coming out of beta next week. And I was kind of like, yeah, I, I, I want it now. Like, they're like, nope, sorry. Well, it's gym. a cool feature that allows you. And yeah. I think. That may be because I was grandfathered in. We've used Otter for a long time, and maybe yeah. I was grandfathered in early on. But um, that percentage is a good, just good to look at and say, if I'm talking sixty percent of the time, and my guest is forty percent, mm. uh, I might. I'm not saying that's for sure. I might have a talking problem. Yeah, I might have <laughs> yeah. a talking problem. Little control issues, <laughs> maybe just a little bit. Oh, that's funny. Jim, I need you to to, to answer. The, I know you've answered it before. Let me put up a marker so you can answer it now. Have you ever taken action towards a podcast after hearing their promo on another podcast? Oh, for sure. Like to go listen? Yeah. yeah. I've, oh, I, well, there you go. I thought you were a big no on this one. No. No, I mean, so like I've heard somebody on a podcast and i like, you know, I should go listen to their podcast. And, ah. and uh, see, but that's hearing them as a guest. Oh, oh, you're meaning like a promo? Yeah, like you hear oh. it's like, hey, do you like you know no. blah blah blah? No. Well, then that's, you need to. Yeah, listen. that's definitely a no. I I don't know, Dave, for sure. I, maybe <laughs> I have once. I can't remember, but not. I wouldn't say that's most of the time. It's because I've heard the guest, and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to go listen to their show. Their show, got it. Uh, Dan says something he finds helpful about questions 
is having backup questions. It's okay if I never ask them, but some people answer questions so directly that we run out of questions. Yeah. My, my whole thing is I have like five or six questions on a piece of paper to my left. I have a pen that doesn't click and a piece of paper in front of me. That's how I do it. And that first question on the, is the one I'm definitely going to ask. That's my first question. And that gets me going. And then from there, I just listen. And if there's a follow-up question, I ask it. If not, then I go back to the list. But the the whole point of the pen that doesn't click and the the pad is if they do say something, and I'm like, oh, I want to ask them about that, I write down one word to trigger the question so I don't have to remember the question as I'm trying to listen. And so I just might write down one thing. I remember I interviewed somebody. She said, I just knew I had to do something to to make myself stand out. And she kept talking about the story and it just wrote down one thing. So as soon as she got done with the story, I was like, okay, what's the one thing you did that made you stand out? Mm -hmm. So that's how I do that. But I always have, I always consider the, the five or six questions I have ahead of time as kind of the game plan. And then I will use that in the event. There isn't some cool story that pops out that I want to follow that way. But it's, that's why I would say interview somebody way before you do a real interview, interview your aunt, uncle, kids, parents, whatever it is, because doing an interview is crazy in your your brain. What's going on? Because there's a lot going on while you're you're listening. So, um, one more, a couple quick questions here, and then we'll wrap up. Someone should host a newlywood game show format episode of Ask the Podcast Coach to see how well Jim Dave can guess other response. That would be interesting to see. Well, you you had the right response. I just wasn't. I didn't hear the right question. You know. Ah. So maybe it was the way you phrased it. Maybe it. Maybe you could phrase that question a little bit better so I truly understand what you were thinking. Uh, Well, Jim, what is coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks this week? Yeah, I took uh, took the week off. I do that from time to time. I actually had a guest uh, cancel and move to a later week, and I I asked around. Nobody nobody said uh, they wanted to join me, so so I took the week off. But let me just say uh, on the way out, International Podcast Day, right, happening here. On the 30th, if you get an opportunity to interact with it, there's graphics and all kinds of stuff on the site. If you want to tag it, uh, you got some stuff coming out, you should do that International Podcast Day. So don't forget, September 30th. Yeah. And it's, I believe the website is internationalpodcastday.com. Super easy to remember. I I think they they got a good site. Yeah. Yeah, So that would be uh, 18 years. Really? Yeah. Yeah, right. 2004. Oh. Is that when they started? 2022. Oh, yeah. like that's when podcasts started, not international. I yeah. was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So that's the the goal. Why it's September 30th is in theory, that's podcasting's birthday. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure how long Dave and Dave have been doing. Dave and Steve yeah. have been doing that. Good guys, uh, but, by uh, the way. Good guys. Very yeah. responsive too. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. What about so you? International. Po- uh, well, first things first, Daniel mentioned this. Happy 10 years to uh, John Lee Dumas. Oh, nice. He's uh, uh, just celebrated 10 years in podcasting. And congratulations to Jen Briney of Congressional Dish, who just got on CNN for the second time. So uh, that was really cool. On the School of Podcasting, we are talking about do you take actions on promos uh, when you hear them? That's oh, the nice. question of the month. And then I've got Sonny Galt, who has a resource for people that are running networks it's kind of a network um mastermind group that she's running so i have her on we talk about podcast networks and what you can learn and things like that but uh we will be here every saturday 10 30 eastern at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live thanks to the chat room thanks to everyone on wisdom and uh, we will see you next saturday 